Hello, and welcome to the Peter Porker Power Hour, the podcast where we discuss Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham. But more broadly, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, DC, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, and a variety of other nerd fandoms. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Peter Porker Power Hour. I'm Will. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Peter Porker Power Hour. I'm Alejandro. Maverick's busy getting that atomic deep throat. Oh my god. We can't can't keep that in. Maverick would be mad at us. No, I will keep that in. Okay, but then then you you also have to keep in me saying we can't keep that in. Maverick will be mad at us. Absolutely. Okay, good. Hi, Mav. (laughs) <laughs> uh yes maverick is currently on uh isla de la mara uh helping innocence run from the destruction of the kaiju appearances yeah. the titans as they're being called yeah across the world no maverick's currently in king's landing i don't know what you're talking about but actually he's in king's landing <laughs> not right now like when you're listening to this episode but uh, last we heard, last we heard of him, he was hang- he was visiting Dubrovnik, which is really cool. Which is where they filmed a lot of Game of Thrones stuff. Yes, and so over the next few weeks, Maverick will actually be posting a lot of pictures and games that are in stuff from his travels in Dubrovnik. Uh, he's actually been there for quite some time. I would say at least a year, just trying to uncover the secrets of the Game of Thrones uh, preseason four storyline. Preseason five, like I, I always like to give four some credit. Four is yes. not terrible. We anyway, don't consider eight canon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although you know what I heard? What? So apparently, Isaac Hempstead Wright, who plays Bran in the show, mm-hmm. said those are two things that a lot of people are upset about, aka Danny dying and Bran on the throne, were actually things that George R. R. Martin are gonna, is going to write in his books. The one caveat, of course, is that he's probably going to write them well. Yeah. Well, the other caveat is that he hasn't written them yet. And George R.R. Martin's whole thing is that he's a gardener. So the idea is, like, he throws out seeds and, like, ideas in the books. And some of them will come to fruition and some of them won't. Um, Like, a big big example of that is... uh, in the first, in like the very first time we see Jamie, it's through John's eyes, and John is like, "That's the way that a king should look." And originally, that's supposed to be foreshadowing that Jamie would become king at some point, but obviously, like that's <laughs> no longer the plan. Um, so yeah, like stuff like that and might happen. Instead, John becomes king. Yeah. So like, th- there's a, yeah. So there's a very real possibility that like that those things might not happen. It all depends on what George decides to write. Well, once he releases his books. Yeah. If he releases his books, we'll find out. Yeah. But enough about Game of Thrones. Yeah. We're here talking about the other Titans, the other rulers of the Monsterverse. Clash of the Titans. Classic football movie. Released in the 90s, I think. That's Remember the Titans. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is. Clash of the Titans is the Greek mythology film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. No, my favorite meme, not my not my favorite meme, but a meme that I really like is one where it's like Clash of the Titans, Wrath of the Titans, Remember the Titans. It's like, man, this is a weird trilogy. You've never seen either of those films, have you? <laughs> I've seen, there, there, there are three films in that, but yeah, I've seen none of them. Oh my god, Clash and Wrath are actually decent. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of films that I've never seen. 
So we're talking about Godzilla, King of Monsters. Oh, yes, for those who were unaware. <laughs> um, so I have seen Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, oh, no. What I are you about to say? I have never seen any other related movie. I've not what? seen Godzilla 2014. I've not seen Kong Skull Island. I've never seen any other Godzilla movie. I've never seen any other King Kong movie. Uh, I haven't seen the... What are the big monster versus robot movies? Uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, Pacific Rim. I've never seen any of those. Uh, I've never seen a kaiju movie ever. You never saw the 98 Godzilla? No. And you haven't seen any of, like, the Toho films? No. What? Yeah. I've, I saw uh, Austin Powers 3, and there's a bit in that no, where they drive no, around to, like, no. Godzilla paper mache thing. No. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I've, I've never seen any... What? Yeah, kaiju movies ever. I'm offended. <laughs> this is the thing that I wanted to, like, reveal to you in the episode, because I wanted to get your genuine reaction to it. I am such a fan of Godzilla, and, like, I've seen... I want to say almost all the Toho films, even the really bad ones that clearly... Nice. Like, you know, animation has progressed. <laughs> yeah, for sure, but, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, like, I've got... Like, I had a lot of misconceptions. Like, I thought... Uh, I had always thought Mothra was, like was the main rival of Godzilla. I thought no. that Mothra and, I thought Mothra and Godzilla were like uh they were like Superman and Lex Luthor. Like they were they were always buttonheads. Like they were the old rivals. No, not at all. Yeah. Um Mothra's the the Lewis Lane. I, I figured that out in this one, yeah. Um Wow. Oh Godzilla can like shoot st I guess all of them can like they've got like Super breath, or at least Godzilla and uh, Gajira both do. Gajira, who's the 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 Hydra? Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Okay. Gojira is a Japanese way to say Godzilla. Gojira. Oh, okay, okay, that's good to know. Oh my god! Yeah, this is going to be an interesting episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I <sighs> Texted Alejandro immediately after I left the movie. I was like, I'm either going to have more to say about this than I did about Avengers Endgame, or less to say about it than I did about Detective Pikachu, and I'm not sure which yet. Do you know which now? I think it's probably going to be Detective Pikachu, only I'm going to have more questions. Well, okay. I will do my best to answer those. Cool. How should we start this? Do we want to start with non-spoiler stuff and then just go into spoilers later? Sure. Okay. So I've got a, okay. So starting off, I've got a question for you. Oh God. Um, is discount shield a thing in like normal Godzilla lore? You mean Monarch? Yeah. No. Okay. Not, Did you also? No, I don't think so. Okay. Did you also notice that they were totally discount shield? I I didn't mostly because. Shield at least had some buildup. I didn't feel like Monarch has had buildup over the, the three films. That's fair. And I also, I was going to make a joke. Uh, we had Discount Shield, but we also had Discount Hydra. Cut off one head, one more will take its place. Oh, well, that's <laughs> actually not what happens in Hydra if you watched the movies, but... Wait, in Hydra... 
Cut off one had two shall grow in its place. Yeah, I know. In in Marvel, it's cut off one had two more shall take its place. But because we have discount Hydra in Godzilla King oh of the Monsters, if you cut off one head, only one more shall take its place. But no, Monarch does not. Monarch is a creation entirely for uh, the Monsterverse. Okay. Is that what it's been called? Yeah, Monsterverse. Okay. And so the first Godzilla movie takes place in 2014, because we get the Correct. flashback in this. Correct. And then the King wait. Kong also, movie. Ugh, that yeah. flashback is this spoilery. I'm going to say no. Okay, that flashback was so reminiscent of Batman versus Superman's opening scene. Yeah, it was. That's such, I didn't even think about that. But like, you're right. What is going on? <laughs> and then, but the King Kong movie takes place in like the 70s. Yeah, so King Kong is a bit more of a prequel. Okay, and lays out a bit more of the story. Yeah. Okay. And it has uh, Loki and Captain Marvel in it. It does. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I believe... Oh, no. Monarch is still created back then. Yeah, it's still a thing. Oh, okay. So that's kind of the origin of that, too. Uh, so the other thing that I wanted to say is... Um, uh, Millie Bobby Brown's pretty good, isn't she? Millie Bobby Brown... So I... She's a great actress. Yeah. And I'm going to give her props for being a great actress. Yeah. At 15, like, but it's her very character, impressive. I think 16 now. But okay. um, her character had no reason to be in the story. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> her whole purpose. I don't think this is spoilers. So I'm just going to say it. her whole purpose was just to not die. Yeah, more or less. Aside from her one critical scene, it was just yeah. don't die. And I'm yeah. pretty sure she should have died. Yeah, probably. There was a moment thought- where like this big thing fell on her and she didn't die. Yeah. Yeah, no. Also, did- she's kind of stupid. <laughs> no, I mean, like, there are a lot of these things that attracts like kaiju to her and she's just like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. I was so mad. The, the, I, I told my friend, and I was like, why is she alive still? There are a lot of people in this movie that are kind of stupid. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I guess that was the other question I had. Is is this typical of kaiju movies? Like, does it, would, if, you, if you were talking about this, is this like, oh, you know, this feels like a lot of other kaiju movies, or no, this is like kind of a departure in certain ways? I mean, I would say the ones I've seen... Which are mostly the Godzilla ones. I haven't really seen Pacific Rim and stuff. Uh, tweet me your hate. I would say... I don't want to say it's typical. I think most kaiju films have a good story okay, for the characters and the monsters. And I think most of them... I don't want to say there's like this inherent... Tr- or inherent, sorry. Inherent trust between the humans and the monsters. Right. That we kind of get to at the end of this film. Uh-huh. But the other ones, they're, they're just quicker. Like, they know we need to trust these monsters. We need to trust Godzilla. Like, he is here to protect us. And I feel like with this one, we had kind of already gotten to that point of we need to trust Godzilla from the first film. Right. But in this one, we're like, oh, no, we don't. We we hate him. We We aren't really trusting him. Okay. And based on the character plot lines, like I could see why, but I think 
it just took too long to like be on the same side. Whereas right. in a lot of the other kaiju films, they do work together. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting because I was going to ask like. I mean, as together as they can, you know. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, is that something that they built up in the 2014 movie, like, humans and Godzilla are going to work together? Because in this movie, just standing alone, I was like, why does everyone think that Godzilla is, like, here to protect us? Like, I didn't get that in this. Well, so in the first one, and I guess this is not spoilers, um, there are these ancient, they call them mutos, they're essentially... Giant monsters. Giant monsters, giant, like, bugs, I guess. Okay. And there's two of them in that film, I believe. And they are trying to fight them. Obviously, Godzilla comes in and kind of saves the day. Um, There's always the arc of the, like, oh, he's beaten down, and then something happens, and now he's stronger, and will rise to the top again. Yeah, we can... Oh, that's a spoiler. I shouldn't say that, but yeah. As, you know, King of the Monsters. Uh, Yeah. So... It's not to say that at the end of the first one that they come like, oh yeah, we trust him, like we know like he is going to protect us and stuff, but like the media kind of hails him like savior of the city, so to say. Right. Um, or at least that thought starts to occur that maybe if, if we're not going to be attacking him or going after him, like nothing will happen because he knows that we are harmless and we're not his threat. So then to see that a little bit rehashed in this new one, I was like, we already kind of took those steps, and it's been a time change, so I would hope that... I think a lot of it was caused, and I'm not going to say this is spoiler, so a lot of the uh, Monarch Industries in this film is very questioned by the public. Right. And it's trying to be held accountable for a lot of the actions that happened in the 2014 film. And so I'm wondering, I'm thinking that distrust around that organization led to more fear of Godzilla rather than acceptance and moving forward with him. That makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I would say for me, as far as plot for this film, I think the action was incredible. The graphics were incredible. The battle yeah, the CGI was beautiful. incredible. Yeah. It all looked beautiful, but the plot itself was kind of weak. Yeah. I felt like the character arcs were kind of weak. There was definitely some twists and turns, specifically with two of our main characters, that I was like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Right. Tywin Lannister is Tywin Lannister to the core. Yeah, he's great. (laughs) (laughs) I can only see him as Tywin from now on. (laughs) But it works. It works with this character. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Charles Dance. Yeah. Uh, And I think it did good in building up the world for what's next. But the only thing that we know is next is Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. And so I'm interested in where it goes from there. Right. Um, I, I think as far as far as the character development for the, the kaiju titans themselves, I think that was really good. Okay. But for the humans, it was really weak. That uh, said, we- there's that the question of like, are we going for the humans or are we going because obviously we want to see these titans on screen, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, as a fan nerd, I, I'm obviously kind of going more for the titans. Right. But as a self-proclaimed critic, I would want both, and one faltered a lot for me. Right. Um, I, I'll be honest, like, there was a solid bit where I was just, like, kind of bored by it, and I was like, alright, we can do the thing, 
let, 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 let's wrap this up. Um, it was... So, okay, I feel like the, like kaiju movies have a lot in common with disaster movies, if that makes sense. Uh, like, And so really, I, I do not like disaster movies. Probably my least favorite genre. Like that, like Roland Emmerich, like 2012, Day After Tomorrow, that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously he did the 98 Godzilla. This, to me, was like... I think the last like disaster movie I watched was uh, was 2012. And I, I was like, this is not very good. This, to me, felt like we're going to do all of those tropes and do it probably the most interesting that it could be. But I'm still not that engaged by it. Well, in a sense, it was a disaster film. Yeah. No, absolutely. In a sense, it was. Yeah, no, for sure. Do we want to do spoilers? Uh, Sure. Okay, so I have another question for you, but this one is spoilery. Okay. Is all of Godzilla mythos ancient aliens mythos? No. Okay, because we find out that... What's the villain monster's name? Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Is an alien. Is an alien, yes. So, and, yeah. throughout history, um, this has changed quite a bit, actually. Okay. So, in some of the, like, way back when original films, he is just a rival. Yeah. And is Earth-based, and is a rival for Godzilla, and mm-hmm. that's kind of why he's so ingrained also in, like, Eastern culture. Right. In some of the other films, he is actually a space monster. Okay. So I actually, like, as a fan of who has seen them, seen them, I was delighted that they kept him as a space monster. Yeah. To be honest, like, that was one of the things I was worried, and I wasn't sure if they were going to change it or ignore it altogether. Right. I appreciate that they didn't try to integrate him into this Titan world because of all the other Titans that are shown and selected so far have been, like, they have real world origins, obviously. Right. Like, you have the reptile, you have the ape, the moth, the pterodon, etc., so I think it was a great decision, honestly, to keep Ghidorah as the space invader who kind of comes and challenges him. Right. Because it keeps Godzilla, the foundation that Godzilla's species was supposed to be the alpha of our planet until this rival from outer space interfered to contest it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I like um, you're drinking beer and I'm drinking water. I'm drinking cider. Thank you very much. <laughs> Get excited. Get excited. But also, there's, okay, there's the big, like, underwater city where Godzilla goes to heal up. That came out of nowhere, to be completely yeah. honest. Yeah, that was, I was like, oh, I'm okay, like, we're doing Atlantean this. Is Atlantean now? Yeah, no, I was like, oh, it's Atlantis, okay. Because, like, the assumption is that that's Atlantis, right? Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's not. But geographically, it would make sense for it to be Atlantis. I mean, but also, I'm like, what, what, what? What's yeah. going on? I was so confused. Yeah. It looked dope. I'll give him yeah. that. Yeah. And if anything, the things that were going on in my head then were like, oh, this type of war battle of the Titans has happened maybe more recently than we thought. Why more my recently? My assumption than- was like, maybe if there was another war similarly or a battle, that's what led to the city falling. Yeah. So, like, maybe there was one more recent in history, and not necessarily Godzilla and Ghidorah, but maybe Godzilla and some something else. Godzilla King Kong. Sure. 
that led to that city falling and maybe it was just covered up by the world or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, it had to have been, like, there had to have been fairly recent battles between Godzilla and Ghidorah, like, recent in, like, geological time, because we have, like, legends and records and, like, paintings of Ghidorah. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was interesting. I think it did push, though, that, like, the humans did treat the god, the Titans as the first gods. Yeah. And obviously there were so many beautiful shots and architecture down there. Yeah. No, it's a really good looking movie. It is. It's yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about characters. Elizabeth Olsen. Oh yeah, also I didn't learn any character names. That's on me. That's not the movie's fault. I've complained about that before. But uh yeah, that's my fault, but even still. I'm just gonna call them by their actors' names. Elizabeth Olsen's not in this film. Wait, what? That's Vera Farmiga. Do you know what Elizabeth what? Olsen looks like? Yeah, I was like, oh, they did like a really good job uh, with Elizabeth Olsen of like making her look very distinct from how she often looks. Elizabeth Olsen was in the first film. Yeah, I know that. That's why I assumed it was her in this. No, these are different characters altogether. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh. Oh, these characters were not... Huh. Okay. Oh my gosh. Hey, I haven't seen it. No, that was the Brody family. Okay. This is the, um... No, these are the Russells. Okay. Will, did you watch this film? Yeah, I did. How do you... What? Do you okay. know Do you know who Scarlet Witch is? Yeah. They look... No, they do not. Yes, they do. No, they do not. Yeah. No. Okay, can we talk? Fair. No. Fair enough. Can Vera we talk? Is older. Yeah, but you can and has like, more that's... distinct eyes. Both of those things are things that you can do with like makeup no. and contact lenses. No. Okay, can we talk about that character? Hold on. Now I need a. I'm looking for a picture of both of them next to each other. So they look uh, nothing alike. So not Elizabeth Olsen. Vera. Yeah, Vera. Uh, so she is working with Charles. She's working with Tywin Lannister to unleash all the monsters because which threw me for a loop. Yeah, I honestly thought she was going to be a good guy, and then yeah. she ended up not being a good guy. Which I actually I was like, oh, okay, you fooled me. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, but I was also like, oh, ew, I hate you now. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, so she's trying to unleash all the monsters because the radiation that they all have makes life return and that way we can stop humans from killing the planet. Correct. So because of the radiation that the Titans emanate just naturally, mm -hmm. we can repopulate... Or not repopulate. Yeah, we can recreate plant life and re yeah. just heal the world. In yeah. A sense. Yeah. Um, and so she's teamed up with Charles Dance, who is like, I want to do the same Tywin Lannister. Correct. Who's like, I want to do the same thing, but I don't care about the consequences. Correct. Well, and she doesn't she doesn't care about the consequences, honestly, either, until a certain point. 
Right, which is what, what I was going to say. I don't totally get Tywin Lannister. Yeah, he was not written well. It was unclear yeah. what his motivations are. Like, the only thing we know is that... He's an eco-terrorist. We're told, like, he's a former MI6 and British Army colonel who defected uh, after becoming disillusioned by humanity during his time of service. Yeah. So yeah, he his whole thing is, oh, I want to restore the natural or- order... And so, like you said, he's an eco-terrorist. He's uh, the leader of this group that traffics Titan DNA. Yeah. But th- the thing I disliked was that these are all things they're telling us. Like, show it to me. Show me that he is the leader of this group, that they fear him. that Or that he's even powerful. For all we know, he's just this group that really we don't have to worry about. Right. They go on and on about like, oh, he's trafficking Titan DNA. But, like, right. Right, what what does that mean? Yeah. And how? How does one do that? Yeah. Yeah, it and was... He was not written well. Right. Like I said, a lot of the human characters were not written well. Yeah. And then there's the dad, who... Uh, and that is who? Is, is not Benicio Del Toro. No, it's not Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, that's what I said. It's not Benicio Del Toro. It's Kyle Chandler. I... Okay. Who is Kyle Chandler? Uh, oh, he was in Argo and Zero Dark Thirty. He was Dylan Young on Grey's Anatomy. Never watched that show. He was uh, the main character on Bloodline. Never seen that. I think he was the main character, right? Yeah. Um, he was on Friday Night Lights. Okay. Ah, him. he's with Mark Wahlberg in this picture. He was actually in the 2005 King Kong film. Oh, the uh, oh, interesting, interesting. The ones Peter we don't ja- speak about. But that was Peter Jackson, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I my memory of that is um, when I was like ten. Uh, one of my cousins was like being born and all that, you and so we were born all born just- yet. Wait, no, you wouldn't have been ten yet. In 2005. You were born in, like, 98. I was born in 96. You would not have been 10. I think I was 9. Hmm. Actually, no, this wasn't... Was this was in 2006. So, yeah, I was 10. Hmm. Because my uncle gave me his PSP and let me play the, like, King Kong PSP game for oh, the 2005... <laughs> and I, I just remember I walked around on the island for a bit, and then I was done. The island. Yeah. Does it have a name? Oh, I don't know. The King Kong Island? Does it have a name? Oh, Skull Island. Oh, that's right, that's right. The film was literally called Kong. Skull Island. Well, I didn't see it. Hmm. 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 But anyway, what did you think of his character? That was... He was the one that made me most think of, like the Roland Emmerich disaster films where it's like, I'm the deadbeat dad who ran away from his family and I just can't get my shit to... I I mean, he's not, but I'm the the dad who left his family and I I just can't get my life together, but now I'm gonna have to because I know better than all of these... these, uh... These people who have studied their entire lives for it, but I know better and I'm gonna have to fix this and save my daughter. Yeah, he was kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. That said, he did bring a wealth of knowledge. He did. But my whole, like, I would say he had a pretty decent storyline, to be honest. 
as far as like confronting his fears and accepting like and trying to move past the past traumas he's had with the loss of his son. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm like, why is it this white guy that gets the one good story in this whole film? Uh, yeah, that's true. You know who I really liked was um, and I'm looking up him, looking him up now. Brenda. Uh, no, um, Thomas Middleditch, who was he was like that one. He was the one white guy with like the beard and the the kind of curly hair. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was pretty cool. I'd like to see more of him. Doctor Coleman, yeah, I yeah. liked him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If he's still alive. Yeah, if he's still alive. Um, what other human characters do we have to talk about? Uh, there's Ken Watanabe. Yes. Yeah. Who nukes himself. He does, in fact, nuke himself. Yeah. I thought that was kind of weird. It was like, oh, but if we detonate these nuclear weapons right next to Godzilla, then that'll heal him. Is that a thing that's been established in these movies? Because I thought there was like... The, they didn't explain was, it well. Yeah. So the nukes are... They're atomic. They're radiation. And yeah. it feeds off of radiation. Okay. But like, they also create physical force. Like, I would think you're like, oh, the radiation will help him heal. But the like, the blast, like the physical blast that is created by it would also hurt him. Well... And there's no discussion of, like, are we sure that this will work? Well, they are sure, because they uh, pick... Because... Well, radiation. Yes, I understand that he feeds off of radiation. But how do well, they know... Because he that... also gives radiation. That's the whole thing that eco-terrorists are fighting for. Right, but th- like that makes it make less sense to me. Because it's like, yeah, humans give off carbon dioxide... That doesn't mean that if you flood a room that a human's in with carbon dioxide, it's going to make them stronger. Well, no. Yeah. Because we don't feed off of carbon dioxide. Yeah, but it's... I don't know. I thought that that was... That doesn't work. (laughs) We don't feed off of carbon dioxide. No, but we do give it off, and that's what you're saying. is like, he gives off radiation, and that's how they know that, like... Or... I don't want to say feeds. He heals based on it. That's why he's wherever he is. And that's also why Mothra is like sending her little zhuzh. Right. I was actually in the same boat. Uh Uh-huh. Where I was a little confused by it. And also, you're essentially destroying the city now. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, rip. I want to have archaeologists go check out that. But nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that was a, a real thing for me, too. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, if you, like, leak the radiation, sure. Right. But, like, you essentially exploded a bomb. Yeah. Okay, so there's this movie called... Oh, there's this movie called 10.5, where it's, uh... It's, like, a disaster movie where there's, like, big earthquakes in California. And there's a bit where they're like, I know how we can stop the earthquakes, We'll take a nuclear weapon down into the fault line and then detonate that nuclear weapon and it'll fuse it back together. And then, like, someone has to stay behind and detonate it by hand because it's that trope. Um, But then that just makes things worse. That's what I thought was going to happen here. Like, they're like, oh, let's go detonate a nuclear weapon in this, like, 
place that already has tons of radiation, and Godzilla. That'll make things better, right? And I was like, but will it? I don't know. Any more non-Titan characters you want to talk about? Uh, there's Millie Bobby Brown, who we kind of already talked about. Right. There's the general who's like, it's who's like the stereotypical like military government guy who doesn't understand what's going on. Who's like, we've launched a new prototype weapon at it, so that you all better get out of the way because they're all going to die. And then it obviously doesn't work. So here are my thoughts. Yeah. I think end all be all. I enjoyed the humans decently enough. Right. They were clearly very generic. Yeah. And there was definitely, like, at least one iteration of every stereotypical character in there. Yeah. I wasn't really convinced by um, Emma Russell, Vera Farmiga's motives in the movie, though. Yeah. But I will say it was unexpected for me. Like, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. One of my favorite characters is obviously Ken Watanabe, like we said. Yeah. I think he really gets his own point here. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that, he just brought so much to the Sarazawa character. Right. And watching his st- story throughout the first movie and this movie. So he is in the first movie. He is. Okay. Just like seeing the pain on his face during meetings with like these inconsiderate humans and, or when we do get like, he sees the sightings of Godzilla, they were just honestly breathtaking. Like he truly was this character. Right. And the scene between him and Godzilla at the end was super emotional, especially how he spoke with Godzilla, in a sense. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought, honestly, it was an amazing scene for a phenomenal character that that does link the, the Godzilla history that was played by Ken Wananabe. Is there is there history or to that? connected to him, sorry. What? Is there his, what is that connection? I believe there is some sort of history. I mean, I think he grew up watching them. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were saying, like, oh, and he's, like, he was in a previous Godzilla movie or, like, something like no, that. No, no, no. He just grew up. Oh, okay. That makes watching sense. Watching them. Okay, yeah. I don't think he ever had a role in any of them. He just grew up watching them. Okay, for sure. His wife, though, th- did star in two of the older ones Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'll say that. I, I don't know if I felt the emotion of this of that scene of Ken Watanabe's last scene as you did and like I said Millie Barbara Brown's character annoyed me she like I know it was supposed to like humanize them a little bit but and like I, I don't really care that she was on her mom's side for a good beginning like that honestly yeah I was like all right great but the only thing she really did was stop the Titans from attacking yeah uh I mean and she she was smart you know she's yeah. Fast, but... Gotta go fast. Yeah. She's fast, but... Millie Bobby Brown to play Sonic. She just didn't really do much. Like, half the time, I thought she was gonna die. Or that she should have been dead, because she kept being on all these... That's the thing. She put herself in all these dangerous situations. You have King Ghidorah <laughs> at Fenway Stadium. Yeah. Literally staring at you, and you just stand there. Like, girl, run! And like, I know, fight, flight, or freeze, whatever. Girl, run. Yeah. She literally just stood there. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I think I liked Millie Bobby then Brown. Then why would you go movie. home? Also, <laughs> the geography for this film did not work that well. No. So no, how she was from Fenway to like the suburbs in like less than yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. True. Yeah. No. I don't know. I liked Millie Bobby Brown's character. She. I don't know. I felt like she was very much like, oh, I'm a kid, and my mom is saying like, oh, this is the right thing to do, and she's like, okay, I guess we'll go along with it. But then very quickly when she realized, like, nah, my mom's full of shit, she was like, all right, well, I'm going to go do my own thing then. Right. I think I think for me, too, is she was also maybe more su- subliminally built up to be this, like, genius as well. Like, she understood all, all these different biography and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we don't really see that. That's fair. At least I didn't see it. Maybe I missed something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if she was built up to be so much of a genius. It's just, like... She's a child who has, like, had a lot of advantages to become well-educated. A child of both worlds. In That's a sense? reference to something. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what is that a reference to? Superman? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's popular trope overall, but... Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about Dr. Chen. Okay. Dr. Chen's. Wait, there's more than one Dr. Chen? Yes. Wait, what? Did you not see? Did you pay attention in this film? <laughs> Wait, no, there's the one Dr. Chen who's the woman who is part of, like, the group on board the Argo. Who, Correct. she's the one, she's got kind of shorter hair, uh, and she explains to not Benicio Del Toro that, uh, oh, they're, like, these legends, um... Yeah, she's Eastern... the one going through all the history. Yeah. Who's the other Dr. Chin? The one that was at the site of Mothra. Oh! They literally have a whole scene where she's like, oh, this is my family. Twins, twins, twins. I was so confused. <laughs> I didn't realize that they were twins. I thought that was a picture of her and her mom. No! <laughs> uh... I was so confused by that scene. They were like, oh, Dr. Chin. And I was like, Oh, she got there really quickly. No, where she's like, oh, we're third generation monarch. Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, that scene. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were talking about twins in that scene. She showed us a picture. I thought it was a picture of Wow, way to just assume all Asian women are the same, William. I didn't. It's... Okay. I... Wow. They gave so little, like, focus to the second character, I didn't realize that it was supposed to be somebody else. Wow. I assume they're just having an economy of characters. No. So this connects to the legend of Mothra and what she is in the older films. So Mothra has always had twin priestesses who worship and like are protected by her. They serve as a sort of a human connection for Mothra to indirectly communicate with humans, but they don't control her um, or vice versa. And if they're put in danger by humans, Mothra quickly turns against them, or against the humans, uh, only until they are safe. Okay. So, I was geeking out before this episode started, because I didn't make that connection until I saw it on Reddit. And I was like, oh, these are the twins that are going to probably end up being her her priestesses, if not just a callback to the older films. Right. Okay. Which makes, to me, I mean, I already knew Mothra was going to come back. But yeah. You seem very confused about Mothra. I do. Ask. 
I... Okay, so Mothra is the queen of the monsters. Essentially, yes. Um, she and Godzilla kind of have an off, on and off relationship. Okay. But, like, if you see her wings, like, the eyes on her wings are his eyes. Oh, I didn't realize that. And... Okay, but Mothra is only now just been born. Because we see that happen at the beginning of the movie. Correct. So, where did... Well, she comes out of hibernation. Okay. At the beginning, yeah. So, are the monsters immortal? Yes. So, where did they come from? Because it doesn't seem like they reproduce. It seems like they're all one of a kind. Well, no, they probably reproduced in primordial times. Well, then where are the other Godzillas? They probably all died out. But they're immortal. Okay, then rephrase that. I don't think they're immortal. Okay. These might be just the last of... There's kind, but also evolution, obviously. Okay. Like Godzilla is reptile... Rodan okay. Is pterodons, stuff like that. Fair enough. Fair, it makes sense, I guess. Um, okay. What other Titans do we have to talk about? You seem well. No. What did you think about Mothra? I don't have a specific thing about Mothra. I felt that the, the Titans got the best characterization out of these films. Why did you think that? <laughs> Just like. So, like, with Mothra specifically, she was just damn magnificent. Obviously, we're going to see more of her. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, why, why are we obviously going to see more of her? I thought she was disintegrated. So, the whole thing about Mothra is, before she knows she's going to die, she lays an egg. Okay. And we see at the end, in the, credit, in the credits, they're like, new egg found. It Will Mothra return? Oh, wait. There were... There was an end credits scene? No, this was before the credits started. It was like the fancy credits? Yeah. Okay. Did you watch this film, William? Yeah, I did. (laughs) I don't know if you did. Okay, what's a fact that I can think of that you wouldn't be able to find on the internet for this? That I can prove it to you. Okay, very beginning. Millie Bobby Brown is making breakfast for not Elizabeth Olsen. And she makes, she's making eggs and toast, and then she tries to make bacon, but the bacon catches on fire, and at that point, not Elizabeth Olsen comes in and, like, puts the fire out. False. Millie Bobby Brown puts the fire out. Well, Elizabeth, not Elizabeth Olsen helps. Her name is Vera Farmiga! Vera Farmiga! I apologize, Vera Farmiga. <sighs> anyway, yes. So there's all these... As the, like, the credits, the pre-credits are rolling, uh-huh. there's all these, like, newspaper articles. Oh, okay. I, I know what you're talking about. There's one about, like, a rainforest growing in the Sahara. That is, well, sure. But yeah. the one I'm talking about that says, like, new egg found, like, will Mothra return? Okay. And again, because her priestesses exist in the twins, I'm going to assume that she's going to return. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. So Mothra's whole thing has always been, like, she fights. If she knows she's going to die, she lays an egg and then she dies. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Regardless, I just thought she was magnificent to see. Like, I want my own Mothra spinoff. Okay. Because she's like this. She's not. So when you think of a moth, what do you think? Uh, I think of those, like, lights that they buzz around. Sure. But now she is the light. She is bioluminescence. Like, she also isn't afraid to fight and, like, protect her man, but also protect herself. Like, she fatally wounds Rodan. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're right about those things. I'm so unenthused. I, like, yeah, this, what amounts to an animal, basically, fought to protect the life of itself and something that it has a, like, symbiotic relationship with. Okay, yeah, no, I I get that. I just thought that, like, the monsters themselves had impressive amounts of character, and they got loads of screen time, obviously. I thought the size and the scope of the monster battles, and honestly, the sheer vastness of their power was just incredible. Okay. And then the lore that they add just gives a new depth, which I really liked, and connects a lot of the older stuff. Fair. Like, Ghidorah... The interplay between the three Ghidorah heads was awesome to see, honestly. You could tell that the middle one was the one in charge. Right. And the one on the left was kind of the dumb one. Right. And that's the one that got bitten off in the first fight. Correct. Or the second fight. Uh, Was it the second fight? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And Rodan was like the ballsiest titan in the whole film. Yeah. Like, he was beautiful to stare at, had such awesome details as now this, like, volcano fire dragon. Right. And, uh, again, like, he gets his own personality, like, he quake like, I don't want to say quakes, but, like, destroys the ground underneath him just easily with flying over it. Yeah. He doesn't even attempt to go against Ghidorah, because he knows Ghidorah will smash him to pieces. Right. But, like, isn't afraid to fight for Ghidorah against Godzilla, and then Mothra, and then get beaten by Mothra, and then by the end, he's bowing to Godzilla. Right. That's development right there. That's character arc. Yeah? No, that's fair. So, okay, I've got a question for at the end of this movie. So, at the end, now Godzilla is the alpha, and all Mm -hmm. of the other creatures are bowing to him. Correct. Is that supposed to be a dark scene? Is that supposed to be like... Because I, when I saw it, I thought like... Like the last shot we have is Godzilla turns his head while all the creatures are bowing to him. And I was like, I think Godzilla looks angry in this. Is this supposed to be like, and now the power is going to corrupt him? I mean, I guess we'll have to see in the next film, right? Yeah. But I, I mean, asking how you read that scene... I didn't read it as such. Okay. Because I feel like he already kind of knew he was top dog regardless. Right. But I could see where that could come across. Yeah. And that's probably going to be the... um, uh, I would imagine the plot of King Kong versus Godzilla is like, well, now King Kong is going to challenge to be the, the alpha. Right. And we know from... Those newspaper clippings at the end, again, that for some reason a lot of monsters are converging on Skull Island. 
Oh, so okay. maybe that means there is going to be an all-out brawl between a bunch of them. Who yeah. knows? I, I'm still like not sure how King Kong can take on Godzilla at all. But uh, if Godzilla is backed up by all the other monsters, bruh, King Kong. Well, in this one, Godzilla was in the final fight at least was both superpowered by the radiation, right, and superpowered by. Mothra. Right. He may not necessarily have those in the next one. But even Godzilla, as he appears at the very beginning of this movie, not superpowered at all. Oh, he's still a formidable force. Well, he's still, like, many times larger than King Kong and has atomic breath. And, like. And honestly, I think he could have been Ghidorah, but when they sent the, um, the oxygen bomb, I think that's what killed it. Yeah. So. I don't know how King Kong is going to stand a chance. The thing is, King Kong will be on his own on his own turf. And oh. we saw in this one, Godzilla was starting started to beat Ghidorah once they were in the water. Ah, oh, makes sense. So you know, home field advantage. Home field that makes sense. But also, yeah, can we talk about Godzilla? Yeah, like the amount of tone and character just shown throughout him, like through his body language, his little eye motions, was astonishing. I guess. This film is lost on you. It really is. <laughs> this film <laughs> is lost may, on you. This may very well be a me thing, but yeah, it is, it is completely lost on me. It, it, it was just very clear to me that this film is a love letter to the fans made by uh-huh. a fan. Fair. Like, even though I think thematically the Western Godzilla movies will never match the Japanese ones by far. Right. And particularly in using Godzilla as a metaphor, because a lot of the interviews, actors and like director was, or not the director, the writers were like, yeah, like Godzilla is a, uh, is a metaphor for healing the, the, the film's theme is about healing the planet. And I'm like, right. I, I don't think that came across. Right. Wasn't but, the, wasn't the original Godzilla like a metaphor for, um, uh, the destruction, but also reconstruction created by American use of nuclear weapons or atomic weapons against the Japanese in World War II. Allegedly. Okay. But I think just visually, this is probably the best Godzilla movie to date, of course, with some insane battles between the behemoths of the Toho universe. Yeah. And I think the post credit scene, I think, leaves us a good thoughts for the future as well. Mm-hmm. Did you see the post credit scene? I didn't even know there was one. I actually didn't either. The guy I bought my ticket from was like, oh, there's a post credit scene. I'm like, oh, oh nice. So shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, or no, the, so the post credit scene is Tywin Lannister buys one of the heads of Ghidorah. Oh, so some of them are still around. Well, I mean, it's just like the dead head. But I, I thought I'd assumed that Godzilla had eaten all of them. He didn't eat not. any of them. Well, done the atomic breath to them all. Oh, well, no. False. Um, no, because he cuts them off. Okay. I think he only atomic breath the main one. But, like, so in the older films, like, it's shown that Hidora does have incredible regeneration powers. So yeah. a full body generation could happen. It would just take years. Right. That said... A one-headed Ghidorah that may be mutated by the Oxygen Destroyer 
could be the new origin of uh, what is in the old films, uh, Destroya. Okay. Because, so in the old ones also, they're, they have mechas. So at one point there's Mecha mm-hmm. Ghidorah, Mecha Godzilla. Right. Where they're kind of spliced into cyborg-esque creatures. Yeah. I don't think they'll do that for this this franchise. Okay. I don't know if mechas would work in the world that they've created thus far. Right. Like, I, I, I love me a Mecha Godzilla, but I, I just don't think it would fit. Okay. But it definitely could be the new origin for Destroya. Okay, and what is Destroya? Oh, William. So Destroya is, again, I mean, he is a kaiju, a titan. He first af- appeared in the film Godzilla vs. Destroya. Okay. He is... I, I believe in that film, he's just like a, a... It's a colony of like microscopic Precambrian crustaceans. That okay. had been awakened and then mutated by when an oxygen destroyer did, uh, killed the original Godzilla in 1954. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the oxygen destroyer is like a thing in Godzilla lore. It's not something that was created for this movie. Yes, absolutely. So they are just like these crustaceans that become man-sized creatures that can combine to like a flying form. Okay. Because I, I believe the flying form takes on Godzilla Jr. Uh, and then create an even larger form. Mm-hmm. They essentially look like a, a, a dragon, I guess, but like with more okay. crustacean-esque features. Okay. So that could work with if this is the lore that they're trying to follow with Ghidorah. Yeah. Fair. Makes sense. Because, like, I don't think... There's a few that, like, I don't think they're going to bring. Like, I don't... They created a lot of Titans, actually, for this one. Right. They're not in the originals. Okay. So, like, I don't think they're going to bring, like, Hedora to the screen. Okay. That's a smog monster. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> you just gonna, I was just going to let you go with that one. I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm not going to ask. But, yeah. Like, I don't think they're going to bring on, like I said, like, the Mechas... I doubt that they would even bring on Godzilla Jr., but who knows? Yeah. Wasn't that a thing in the 1998 Godzilla that Matthew Broderick was going to raise Godzilla Jr.? In which one? In 1998 Godzilla. Probably? I don't know. I don't remember. Fair oh, yeah, because there's a single... Yeah, you see this, because like, an egg hatches at the very end, right? I've never seen it, so I couldn't tell you. <sighs> but yes, I suppose yes. Yeah? Although that one didn't really go anywhere. Anyway, right. lasting thoughts of this film. Um, oh, wait, I have a complaint. Okay, yeah. And it's about Monarch. Okay. And the United States and just the world. Right. So you're seeing all these monsters attacking. Monarch starts sending these, like, large ships they have all this artillery apparently to fight it but no one else is jumping into the fight yeah it was really weird for me yeah i was confused and a little concerned yeah no fair Uh, but i also thought the soundtrack was amazing 
Okay, I, I can't say that I took a ton of notice of the soundtrack. I'm going to need you to more critically engage with these films. I, I know, I'm sorry. I This movie just didn't grab me. Okay, why? I, I think part of it is... I don't know, I think it's just... It, it's not really for me. And what does that mean? Obviously part of it is the fact that I don't know the lore, um, both behind Godzilla in general and also behind the specific franchise, because I haven't seen the two previous movies in it, and obviously that's more on me, for sure. But also, um, I don't know, I'm not with you on what you've been saying a lot about, oh, I think that they gave the monsters great characterization, and like you could really see the character in them. I don't know if I'm with you on that. Um, I... I think what they did do well is you could tell what the monsters were doing and what the basic purpose behind what they were doing was, right? Godzilla is intimidating the the underwater base, or Godzilla is fighting to be the alpha. Mothra is trying to defend the creature she has a symbiotic relationship with. Uh, Rodan is, like, immediately on the attack. That's, I think, pretty baseline like you have a character who's not human you at least need to get that kind of stuff and a lot of that was like well i understand what godzilla is doing because they're having a character explain it to me i don't know it, it got to the point where it was like i totally agree with you i don't think that the human characters are particularly engaging and i also didn't find the monsters particularly engaging and so i didn't really have anything to latch on to with this movie fair so anyway yeah that, that that's my ultimate review um and i think i think that sentiment is shared by a lot of people to be honest yeah i think to the general audience particularly in the united states godzilla has always been a b-movie type right and while there's nothing wrong with that i think It's interesting, because I think the big-budget heavy advertising for Godzilla was the American ones. Like, it, that's not really happening anywhere else, because Godzilla's kind of a trademark in other places. Right. And so, it, it's odd to me that Godzilla gets less attention and revenue here in the U.S. compared to, like, Fast and the Furious. Yeah. I think because so many people just see him as b-list and and i think that calls too to like what american audiences in hollywood are creating that is like because like in essence like this is so like let's let's compare it to marvel obviously marvel right creating a one billion dollar films left and right right it's the story of superpowered humans godzilla essentially is the same thing with superpowered animals Weaker mm-hmm. stories, I'll give you that. But all-out brawls. And so, when we're in this culture that loves battles and fights and seeing things going at it at 110%, right? why is there the lack of support for Godzilla? And because, as of currently, Godzilla's not doing that. It's This is the first week, and Godzilla's not doing that one in the United States. Right. Uh, Godzilla 2014, honestly grossed only about $93 million over the first weekend. Wow. And it's looking like the sequel is going to fall short, unfortunately. So I think as a fan of the MonsterVerse, I'm worried for the state of it. Right. I'm hoping 
Kong Godzilla versus Kong will be better than King of the Monsters. Right. But I think like even though like I personally love these films and I love the history of Godzilla, mm-hmm. sometimes these things just happen and people don't have interest. Right. Now, it's not hitting the zeitgeist at the right time. It's what? It's not hitting the zeitgeist at the right time. Exactly. Yeah. So like I'm pretty sure also that that it's because we possibly like we won't get more big budget big budget Godzilla films unless it's by Toho. Right. Which, while well, don't get me wrong, like Shin Godzilla was pretty top notch. Yeah. I think the visual effects are nowhere where we can get with a Hollywood budget. And so even though I do think there is hope for people, um, that they, and there's hope that people will support Godzilla versus Kong. Right. I don't know if these films will have a lasting legacy or impact in the United States compared to ones that Toho and Japan may be making. Yeah. Makes you sense. Know? Absolutely. All right. Well, listeners, let us know what your thoughts are. Yeah. What did you think of Godzilla King of the Monsters? And how dumb do you think that I am for going into this without having any basis and grounding for it? <laughs> Can I say one thing? Yeah, for sure. Burning Godzilla was so badass. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, it was so cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, let us know. You can reach us on our website, peterporkerpowerhour.com. You can tweet us at PorkerHour. You can comment on our Insta at Peter Porker Power Hour. And you can email us, PeterPorkerPowerHour at gmail.com. Yes, they can. Yeah. Uh, what's up next week? Is it, uh, is it Men in Black International? Oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not. Oh, no. What is it next week? And so next week we'll be reviewing Dark Phoenix. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, but- that movie is finally being released. You know, I heard New Mutants is going back for more reshoots. What? I feel like at this point, the reshoots of New Mutant will be to integrate it into the MCU. Because everyone's tooting Dark Phoenix is the last X-Men film. Right. So, that could be it. I think it would be cool, because I would love to see Arya Stark in the MCU. Yeah. But specifically, Arya Stark. I don't want to see Maisie Williams playing a different character. I want Arya Stark in the Well, and she MCU. plays Wolfsbane, who's a dope-ass character. Okay. But see, I want that to be like, you know, Avengers 6. They're hanging out in New York. And then a ship sails up from, like, ancient times. And they're like, what's going on? And Arya Stark hops off and is like, yeah, I sailed west and this is what I found. I killed I the Night King. Yeah, I killed the <laughs> Night King. You're welcome. And theoretically, by next week, Maverick will be back. Woo! Woo! Yeah. So yeah, listeners, let us know your thoughts. Uh, you can hear us also on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Player FM, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All right. Have a good week, listeners. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Peter Porker Power Hour. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us on Twitter at PorkerHour. Or you can send us an email at peterporkerpowerhour at gmail.com. Our theme music is This Morning by Loba Loco. Cover art by Mike G. We'll be back next week with a new topic. Stay tuned.
Thanks for listening. Beep, boop, boop, bop, beep.